Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 46. My name is Orbital Albert, and I'll be your host. For today's episode, I'm going to be doing a recap of Tony's Ugly Christmas Sweater Party slash tournament. And I'll say party slash tournament because it was a party first and foremost and a pinball tournament secondarily. As you can hear by my almost complete lack of voice, I had a good time at it. Um, but Tony, thanks again for hosting. It really was a great time. Uh, what I really liked about this tournament, um, and I think the same thing happened last year, uh, where we, <clears throat> for for one reason or another, it's you know we're not we didn't get into IFPA like the 30 days ahead of time, and that's totally fine because it allows us to kind of just kind of. You know, go to a tournament and have fun. Um, I'm not as worried about bringing my kids because if they accidentally take a ball out a turn or something, because it's not for points, it's not as big of a deal. Obviously, that wouldn't happen ideally. But um, we got there ahead of time, and uh, you know, everyone's wearing their their funny sweaters and get to kind of hang out with the, the pinball crowd for a bit and. Uh, we even played this game where you had to throw a marshmallow like through a uh, wreath, Christmas wreath, and then down into like a basket. Uh, some form of like um, Christmas time marshmallow basketball. Uh, but we had a great time with that. Uh, believe it or not, Sean Russell actually won for the second year in a row. So congrats, Sean, to that. Uh, I think next year, Tony, will have to get him like a little belt. I don't know, the Marshmallow Basket Belt Champion of the World or something. Um, yeah, and it was really nice because both Hayden and Owen, both my sons came, and my wife Danielle came, and uh, Matt came, and he brought his wife, Lisa, who hasn't, that was her first pinball tournament, so thanks for coming out, Lisa. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it was a great time. Like, I think we were up to, we had 19 players, and uh, Danielle, unfortunately, tied for last uh owen did very well and tied for 10th and <clears throat> hayden did exceptional and got uh seventh uh on match play here it's showing him and julie dosers and david mccord all tied for sixth but i think it ended up hayden ended up being he did a little playoff or something and he got seventh and uh at the, the very last game at the end of the night, it was down to myself, Mike Dimas, and Mark and City. And, well, the last game of the night for me anyways. And uh, I, I, I did not do very well, put it that way. I think we were playing Playboy 35th uh, anniversary and they both just did like phenomenal and got over, I don't know, a million or a billion or however that game scores. I think it was a million, but they both did great and I just, shots of bed on like all three balls but I had a really good night up to then and I was really happy to uh to get third Tony himself as you might expect did very well and got fourth just one behind me and I'm not even sure if I should have got to like if this was a if this was a IFPA event I even, don't even know what the ruling would be to be honest <clears throat> but again another thing we didn't have to worry about because it wasn't an IFPA event we didn't I don't know if it would have been treated any differently or not, probably not, but I was playing in a three-player grouping with Mike Dinas, Dimas and Tony, and uh, we were on Johnny Mnemonic, and what happened is uh, Midnight Madness started, 
And, you know, when you're in the middle of playing a ball and your flippers go dead and the lights go out, you assume you tilted. So I thought I had tilted. Now I was nudging a bit, but I thought, geez, I didn't hit it that hard. I didn't have a single danger. What happened? And it ended up being Midness Madness was starting. And I was like looking at Mike like, ah, what do I do? Like, thank God I was playing with the tournament director. That made it a lot easier. But he was like, no, I guess just play it. If like, I guess, I think he even double checked with Tony. Like, is that cool? And I think Tony was like, yeah, yeah, yeah just play it. <clears throat> so I ended up coming back. And I, I think Mike won that game. But I came back and I, I beat Tony or got a higher score than him. And he didn't manage to, to come back and beat me. Um, but I believe that Mike was kind of watching the scores and he said that he believed that had I not got the Midnight Madness, like if you had just taken my other score away from with the other two balls, I still would have beat Tony, but not by much. Now that being said, I could have went on to have an awesome ball before the Midnight Madness. In fact, arguably I could have got a better score, but that's just something I've never seen or heard about. I don't know if it's a really big tournament. You probably wouldn't be playing at midnight very often anymore. Um... But anyways, I really, really appreciate Tony, you being cool with me letting play that. And uh, <clears throat> that was that was why I got to make a podium, man. I took a third. Um, so no, that was a great time. It was good to see everybody. Um, Eric Sen was there with Oren, his dad. Um, Steve Verstegen was there with his wife, Leanne. <clears throat> uh, Julie, as I mentioned, was there. She was just hot off her... Fourth place, I believe, at TCPL did really well there. Uh, Sean <clears throat> Sean Russell uh, got fifth. Um, yeah, who else was there? Oh, Paul Dewey was there. Dewart, Mr. Dewar, sorry. Uh, he was there and he got ninth. Um, I believe he, he brought his daughter. There was actually quite a few kids, which was nice. So my kids had someone else to play with. But I will tell you right now, the highlight of the night for me and many of the other people there was Tony. I mean, <clears throat> sorry, Santa coming to visit. And let me tell you, that was a, it was a fun Santa. Santa handed us all presents and you had to do like this, hand one present to your left and then switch with two other people and then do a 360 and a high five. And then anyways, it ended up being the person who got the sock would get something special later. And I thought, who got the sock? I thought Mark and City got the sock. So I don't know. I'll have to ask Tony or someone, or, or maybe Mark when I see him tomorrow. For those of you that happen to listen to this on time, like daily, and there is some of you, which I appreciate my daily listeners, my pinballer, my hardcore pinball nerd listeners. Cheers to you guys. I see those uh, listens coming in each day, which is awesome. But tomorrow, today's December the 9th, tomorrow, December the 12th, before I head out to Midnight Night Pinball, I'm going to have the pleasure of actually um, <clears throat> having a quick sit-down conversation with Mark and City about his homebrew game, The Nightmare Before Christmas. So for those of you who haven't heard of it or seen it, which I'm sure most of you have if you're in the London area or just big into pinball whatsoever, but for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, I'm going to go over there and we're going to talk about like the top 10 features of the game. And we're going to talk about playing it. I'm sorry for someone across the street, one of my neighbors honking, honking their horn, unfortunately. Um, but anyways, I did want to do a hats off to you, Tony, pinballer. Uh, that was an awesome party. You're the hostess with the mostest. Everybody had a great time. And um, 
yeah, I'm a little bit hungover today. So my wife tells me it's possible I had a glass of wine near the end of the night. No, I'm just kidding. I remember that, buddy. We probably shouldn't have done that, though. But all right, I'm going to go see why someone's honking their horn so adamantly. And uh, yeah, get ready to get ready for the next episode. So until the next time, eat, sleep, breathe, pinball.